0: Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth.
1: Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done
0: The glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and Merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins,
1: true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit.
2: Amen.
0: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will
1: be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread.
2: As it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen
1: praise ye the lord
2: the lord's name be praised
0: psalms 42 and 43 beginning on page 392 like as the heart desireth the water brooks so longeth my soul after thee o god
2: my soul is a thirst for god yea even for the living god When shall I come to appear before the presence of God?
1: My tears have been my meat day and night, while they say daily unto me, Where is now thy God?
2: Now when I think thereupon, I pour out my heart by myself, for I went with the multitude and brought them forth into the house of God.
0: In
1: the voice of praise and thanksgiving, among such as keep holy day.
2: Why art thou so full of heaviness, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me?
1: O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him which is the help of my countenance and my God.
2: My soul is vexed within me, therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, from Hermon and the little hill.
1: One deep calleth another because of the noise of thy water floods. All thy waves and storms are gone over
0: me.
2: The Lord will grant his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night season will I sing of him and make my prayer unto the God of my life.
1: I will say unto the God of my strength, Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I thus heavily while the enemy oppresseth me?
2: My bones are smitten asunder as with a sword, while mine enemies that trouble me cast me in the teeth.
1: Namely, while they say daily unto me, Where is now thy God?
2: Why art thou so vexed, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me?
1: O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him which is the help of my countenance and my God.
2: Psalm 43 Give sentence with me, O God, and defend my cause against the ungodly people. O deliver me from the deceitful and wicked man.
1: For thou art the God of my strength, Why hast thou put me from thee, and why go I so heavily while the enemy oppresseth me?
2: O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling.
1: And that I may go unto the altar of God, even unto the God of my joy and gladness, and upon the harp will I give thanks unto thee, O God, my
0: God.
2: Why art thou so heavy, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me?
1: O oh, put thy trust in God, for I will yet give him thanks, which is the help of my countenance and my God.
2: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
3: Here begin at the sixth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates here endeth the first lesson
0: my soul doth magnify the lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in
1: god my savior for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden for behold from henceforth He, remembering his mercy, hath in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
3: Here begin at the 26th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Now it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, that he said to his disciples, You know that after two days is the Passover, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people assembled at the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas, and plotted to take Jesus by trickery and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always but me you do not have always for in pouring this fragrant oil on my body she did it for my burial assuredly i say to you wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her then one of the twelve called judas iscariot went to the chief priests and said what are you willing to give me if i deliver him to you and they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver So from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Here endeth the second
0: lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word.
1: For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost
0: O Lord, show thy mercy upon us.
2: And grant us thy salvation.
1: O Lord, save the state.
2: And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee.
1: And do thy ministers with righteousness.
2: And make thy chosen people joyful.
1: O Lord, save thy people.
2: And bless thine inheritance.
1: Give peace in our time, O Lord.
2: For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety.
1: O God, make clean our hearts within us.
2: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
1: O God, our refuge and strength, who art the author of all godliness, be ready, we beseech thee, to hear the devout prayers of thy church, and grant that those
0: things which we ask faithfully we may obtain effectually. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Amen. Good evening to all. A couple of thoughts on our lessons for tonight. Psalm forty-two and
1: forty-three begin the the second book of the Psalms, which there's five books of the Psalms, and they're um, sort of they loosely correlate with the five books of the Torah, the five books of Moses. Um, and so you could look at the beginning of the second book as a way as a as a way of int- introducing a a contemplative and devotional, we might even call um, a meditation on the the book of the law. The law is given in the book of Exodus. The deliverance from Egypt is is, or is told, and then the rest of the book is dedicated to the forming and the, the ordering of a new people to be um, the kind of people through whom all the nations of the earth can come to know and to, and enter into the knowledge of God. And this is significant because there to be this point of uh, where the, the the living presence of God is known, where he dwells and among whom he dwells. And so it's it's extra important that that's the case. But as we all know, um, you know, and as we were reflecting on Sunday in our uh, epistle and gospel lesson, um, it was possible and indeed became the case that this law uh, sort of supplanted slowly um, the place of the giver of the law um, and became a kind of God in its own right. Um, which is one way of, of not actually having to uh, contend with um, or engage with God, um, which is the very meaning of Israel in the beginning, Well, the one who strives with or contends with God. Um, and so Israel loses its identity um, slowly over time as it supplants the living God with the law of the living God. I and mean, it's possible to make idols out of very sacred things um, we can observe in our own time. Um, at times we can we, uh, certain christians you know have, have run the risk of deifying the bible um, and treating this you know sacred these sacred writings um, which have an enormously high value um, and formative place in the christian life but they can they're they still not god um and so when this happens you know we we, we there's a corrective uh, kind of calling back that needs to take place even in relationship to very important very sacred even divinely inspired things and so as we read Psalm 42 and 43, this is, again, a return to the matters of the heart, um, the formation of the heart that can know God. Um, We're we'll here in Deuteronomy 6, which is our first lesson tonight, um, the call back to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all of your strength. And the heart is uh, significant because it's both the place where kind of being is given to us by God, but also the place where we know God first. Um, and how we got know God there um, is very important, and it's worth saying that we 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 almost can't hear the word knowing God um, as modern people without uh, imagining that it means to think correctly about God, even though that is, um, you know, kind of that that is comprehended by that term. What is what is meant by knowing God um, is 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 a, is a personal kind of knowledge. It's a relational kind of knowledge. Um, we cannot know about God without entering into relationship with God. Um, our, our, what we can know is quickly exhausted until we actually have, you know for lack of a better term, some skin in the game, and we actually um, hazard a real relationship. And we can observe that, I think, um, in our ways we relate to one another as well, as a way of um, creating an analogy. Um, there's only little we can observe by just sort of um, observing someone. Um, we can observe quite a lot, but given how complex people are, uh, we cannot actually, you know, know what these observations really mean until we enter into relationship with that person. So Psalm forty-two, um, you know, addresses the complexity of knowing God, um, of desiring first, uh, and 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 acknowledging that from the deepest place of the heart, there is this um, there's this acknowledgement that all depends on God. That first verse of Book two of the Psalms. Like as a heart desireth the water brook, so longeth my soul after thee, O God. My soul is a thirst for God, yea, even for the living God. When shall I enter into the courts of my God? There is a a sense of visceral longing that we enter into this meditation on the law um, through which we enter into it. And that's the right way to go about it. Um, The law only has a value of turning us back and directing our, our longing for God. Um, and directing uh, all of the heart's longings. We might take a look at sin, for example, um, is a misplaced longing of the heart. That's one way of understanding it. It is a way of requiting the soul's, the soul's desire to love God and to love things through God and to love people through God um, without um, relation to God. And so that's what sin ultimately is, is an attempt to fulfill those deep longings of the heart in ways that cannot fulfill them. And so we return to it through this, this means not in a kind of sentimental way, and this Psalm can be read kind of sentimentally sometimes, but to point out that um, our soul is made, our heart is made to love God, and then to love those God gives us to love. And so as we go into 43, these two Psalms always go together and they have a lot of parallels between them. They articulate for us the struggle to do this because it's very easy to become distracted. Very easy to get pulled away from that um, that nucleus of life, which is uh, the encounter that the the heart is meant to have with God, um, and but a lot of things it turns out can drag us away from experiencing that encounter, um, and namely in this case the outward struggles of the world that we encounter in the world, the trials of life, um, which are categorically in this psalm called the enemies, right. It could be anything, you know, the Christian tradition observes that enemy has a deep, deeper sense than is often thought of. We think of enemies, we think of that person over there that's causing me a bunch of grief. But the enemy, as the Christian understands it, is actually the thing that moves that that person um, in a way that cannot arrive at love for me or I for them. And so the enemies, the true enemies are ultimately, as we say um, in our baptismal vows, right, the world, the flesh and the devil. Uh, and ultimately the great adversary death and so as we reflect on this uh, we can go into the into deuteronomy with a set of fresh eyes that when moses is giving the law again to this generation who's going into the land he's not giving them again a a kind of legal code merely he is saying behold i am telling you the way to life on one hand and death on the other to longevity or brevity to experience substance of life and a fulfilled life or experiencing a life that is curtailed and which is ultimately what death is in the end the ultimate constraining and curtailing of life and so as we move into the gospel this is going to come into um you know into the into a dramatic effect as we see jesus who saint matthew for his whole gospel has been presenting to us as the torah made flesh as the law of god incarnate um and When we see this we we, this 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 confrontation he has with the pharisees and with their collaborators is even more tragic because these are people that whose whole reason for existence was to celebrate and uphold the law and to lead people into it so that they might encounter god and so they were a, a, a a sect whose whole origin was to do this very thing and here we find them in their in the 11th hour of their um their their they're turning away from that original love, that original vocation. And what do we find them doing? Opposing and plotting the destruction of Jesus who has come to fulfill the law, to fulfill Israel's vocation, and to deliver them as their Savior and Messiah, to give them true freedom from the heart. Um, And then that this freedom might germinate, spread, and be cultivated, and become, through the power of Christ's resurrection, the um, the renewal of the whole cosmos, which will solve the problem, their outward battles against their apparent enemies, the Romans. And so as we see this unfold, we see one person getting it in our reading tonight. The Pharisees definitely don't get it. They're plotting to kill him. The Rhodians, the Sadducees, everybody in the temple space, in the place where the high priest lives, where where, if anyone's going to get the law right, it should be there. That's the That's the place where they're getting it precisely wrong. And then on the other hand, though, too, uh, we see some of the disciples that are led into an erroneous view of what is happening because they are resistant to the idea that the Christ must suffer and die. The one person who gets it is this nameless woman who comes in and anoints the feet of Christ, anoints his body as though she is preparing him for burial. And Jesus points this out as, and what we see it as, as a kind of, um, as a kind of almost like performance art that is saying something deeply true here. Um, He says of this, this is a beautiful thing, and wherever the gospel is proclaimed, this will be proclaimed uh, as a memorial to her. Um, She gets it, and it stands in condemnation of what the Pharisees are plotting, and also as a judgment and a corrective to what the disciples are erroneously seeing. And yet, they cannot receive that this is to see reality clearly. This is to see the way of life by seeing the one who will die for the life of the world. And so one of the disciples judas as we close our lesson for tonight um has enough and goes and becomes the critical agent to aid the collaboration of the pharisees sadducees and herodians to catalyze the passion jesus knowing all of this takes this last opportunity to tell judas and judas in particular who always struggled with thieving money from the money bag that he carried for the whole group um that there is something more worthwhile for you to pursue than the cost of things but yet judas will choose to operate entirely within that paradigm of how of costliness not knowing how costly what he is about to do is going to is going to be for him so as we look at that that is ultimately the battle of the heart is to if we miss the thing for which the heart was created um, the cost of it is unimaginable Um, but if but in the meantime to have a heart that is whole will usually cost us something in the meantime um, and that cost is always worth paying Um, but that is the the choice we're left to make every day so we come
0: back asking for the grace to make that choice again tonight and we'll close tonight with our intercession on page 590 And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them
1: according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. It's a pleasure to be with you as well. and Thanks to Barbara and Rochelle, my co-leaders. Have a wonderful evening.
0: Thanks Thank for you. Yeah, have a good evening. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Have a good evening.